Welcome, episode 11, So You're Gonna Die. This is probably gonna be a train wreck of an episode because I'm pretty much a train wreck right now. I'm working off of a couple hours of sleep. It's uh, it's like 2 o'clock on a Sunday uh, in May. Uh, I haven't been uh, physically doing so hot. Uh, cancer spin. Just a big fucking pain in the ass. Oh, I just said the F word. This will be listed as explicit. Um, and I'm also running a fever, uh, at the same time. So why would I choose under all of those circumstances to, Hey, time for episode 11 of, so you're going to die, right? <clears throat> I, uh, got some news, um, that a friend of mine, uh, uh took his life last night and, um, And I just found out about it, and <clears throat> given everything I just told you about what's going on with my life, and probably a little bit uh, more so emotional than uh, than what that this devastating news to begin with, as it is. Uh, and this person uh, has uh, helped me um, change my life, helped me. Um, see the humanity in myself. Um, and suicide is such a um, terrible destruction. Uh, and I am definitely uh, not anywhere near an expert on the subject. So don't get me wrong. I'm just a survivor of suicide myself. And it was um, anybody who knows me that knows that I did try to take my life. Uh, and for me, that was July 5th of 1995. Uh, it also happens to be a date for me that uh, was the last day that I drank and drugged in my life because I'm a recovering alcoholic, which most people know that are listening to this. I probably... I would be shocked, actually, if somebody's listening to this and actually didn't know that about me. But it could happen, I guess. Um, and whenever I do mention my uh, failed suicide attempt, I always mention in it, at the same time, uh, a complete selfish act. No courage involved whatsoever. And I say that for myself. I'm not saying that about my friend. I'm saying that about my experience with it and uh because a lot of times when i hear people talk about them wanting to take their life i always not always high percentile i hear people say but i didn't have the courage to try um, and in my case in my case only there was no courage involved at all and it wasn't just like one day I woke up and I'm like, and today I'm going to take my life. You know, um, it had been a passing notion months before. And, and of course, for myself, uh, I also have chronic depression. Um, and at that stage of my life, too, I was a complete utter fuck up. 
of uh, just a drunk and a junkie and uh, drugs and alcohol, which for me helped. I mean, I didn't really realize that I had chronic depression my whole entire life, um, which made sense why also uh, I like the effect of drugs and alcohol. And and it's not the reason why I drink like a pig and slam drugs in my veins. I do that because I'm actually an alcoholic. That's unfortunately what we do. And I happen to be the type of alcoholic that when I do drink and drug, I only drink and drug like a pig. I have no reason to not do it that way, tell you the truth. And to this day, it's always been that way. I mean, I've been sober now for 25 years, and that is never going to change in me. And hope God willing, I never take another drink or a drug. Because in my particular case, too, uh, and I firmly believe this, which is my opinion again, yay, my opinion. Uh, you know, if you are someone who struggles with addiction or alcoholism and addiction or however you want to classify yourself, if you drink and drug, it's just suicide in the installment plan anyway. And I didn't really know all those things and I had got I got real sick. And, uh, you know, and, and I had uh this notion in my head that life would be better if i wasn't in it and that was really it for a while and and i never shared it with anyone i never talked about it with anyone i never uh, let anyone know that i was struggling um at all in any way shape or form um and that notion in my head turned into a working idea and that working idea turned into a plan and uh and that's why my suicide attempt my field's a suicide attempt was a completely selfish act no courage involved and and if i were to choose to get myself that sick again and i if i I would try to take my life again, unfortunately, because it was incredibly easy at that moment. It's terrifying today when I think back about it and I can now look at it uh, on the side of it and realize that if I um, don't do things in my life to take responsibility for my emotions or um, try to find a non-self-destructive way to deal with an emotion, I get real comfortable with the idea of not being alive. Um, and then I put that plan into action. And, and it, was a, <clears throat> it was a devastating thing. And it took me some time afterwards, healing and stuff like that, to realize the damage that just the act of me trying to take my life did to the people who love me and who care about me too, not even love, they just cared. Um, and, uh, and that's been with me ever since. And I don't feel guilt or shame anymore I don't know when that stopped for me. It was a really, really long time ago about the fact that I tried to take my life and, and the pain that that caused my loved ones. Um, because the reasons why I got that sick 
in the first place uh, have been being taken care of for me and by action that I can do in my life daily, which I do do in my life daily to make certain that I don't get in that same position again. And uh, I made a commitment personal only to me and a commitment personal only to my view of what I believe is God that uh, I would never do that again to harm the people in my life. And uh, and no matter how uncomfortable I have gotten in my life since then, and there's been some times that have been pretty uncomfortable where I've had some pretty severe bouts of depression or uh, I have a lot of post-traumatic stress in my life um, to where that, you know, for me, it's all has to do with medical shit. Um, you know, it's where uh, that is a one day at a time event. Sometimes I'm doing good and sometimes I'm not. Some days I'm not, you know, I got my lower lip sticked out emotionally. Like, I don't want to do this kind of thing. And, you know, and then I, uh, when I start suffering with that, um, so there's been times in my life where it wasn't something that I did and, uh, perfectly, you know, um, to where I had to get kind of like back on the horse and go, hey, look, I'm heading down that road and uh, I don't want to do that. And uh, I don't, I don't want to feel those emotions anymore. I don't want that action to be part of it. And, and I also want to be as upfront with it as I possibly can. I don't want that action to own me to where it has to be a secret or anything because I know how much it was a secret for me when I finally uh, ended up trying to take my life and uh, I want to be as open as I possibly can with people around me because you never can tell nobody people were very shocked that I tried to kill myself um, because uh, I was such an actor of making certain that no one understood that internally I was an emotional wasteland and so now uh, for years now a couple decades now at least uh, I try to live my life in such a way to where I can be as open as a book as I possibly can be. And um, in case someone else is having the same difficulty and they might be able to hear it and maybe they won't have to do what I did. And maybe they can uh, understand that for themselves and move forward. And my friend uh, who tried to kill himself or sorry, again, I haven't slept a lot. My friend who did kill himself. Um, I met in, uh, the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, which is a huge part of my life. Yay. Anonymous programs. And, uh, and I listened to him share in meetings and, um, it was just kind of like, you know, people have a lot of misconceptions and, and of what Alcoholics Anonymous is and 12-step programs and crap like that. And I blame Hollywood. <laughs> I even blame members of Alcoholics Anonymous because sometimes we uh, put forth a uh, viewpoint of what this thing is because we don't want to do the work. And so we do a bunch of uh, candy-ass shit. Hey, that's my opinion. Welcome to my podcast. And... Uh, my friend was not one of those people. He would come into the rooms and if what, you know, good day, bad day or indifferent, he would tell us what was going on. And he would also um, go to any length 
to uh, help the next person that was walking in struggling and not knowing what was going on too. And he was a very big example of that. And, uh, and those people uh, didn't even know they existed in this world, you know, and I'm so grateful that they do. And I see them all the time and um, there's a lot more of them than there's not. I firmly believe that. And in all walks of life, I just, my viewpoint again is uh, God kind of puts us all together. Those of us that need to be together for uh, whatever is ailing us in our spirit. And, uh, and I've sat in rooms with people who are that way. And, and uh, he was one of them and he was a, a joy to be around. And, um, you know, another thing about this particular episode of this podcast, people might think too, because of the, uh, like, I guess, what are we working on year two now? Maybe whatever it is of the pandemic and, uh, quality of life has definitely been a struggle for everybody, I believe, especially if any of us that have any sort of mental health issues going on, a, a tough, tough time to be walking the world, but, um, it's a tough time to walk in the world without a mental health issue, but, uh, I, I'm not here to say that the pandemic or the, um, the way it was handled or all the other stuff is the reason why my friend took his life, but it did not help. I can, I, I would be honest about that, but, um, you know, it's such a slippery slope mental health. And, um, I find that when I am in a depressive mood or, uh, my chronic depression is working, what I found for myself was, it's like a Tuesday for me. And, and it's not until I um, kind of am confronted by others who are kind of confronting theirs that I get kind of like a breath of fresh air. And I realize, Oh my God, yeah, I'm back in it again. And um, I get so used to it, you know, it becomes real normal. And I believe that happened to my friend and, um, and he got in that dark place and, uh, and he had that idea and that idea, you know, that lurking notion turned into an idea and that idea turned into a plan. And for whatever reason, um, he couldn't reach out to us, the people who love him and, uh, let us know. And, um, I've heard nothing, uh, here I've just got this news, so it's not been like, you know, hours. Um, I've heard nothing but, uh, you know, nothing but kind words about this person. And in my case, he, he, uh, he helped save my life on numerous occasions. He just didn't know it, you know, and, um, and I think as we walk through this world uh, one day at a time, uh, life on life's terms, uh, fast paced as it is even in the stupid pandemic, um, I forget at times that our human experience touches other people's lives and that uh, and that their lives touches mine and um, and it makes a difference. 
And his experience with me is no less powerful. I will remember him. I will celebrate his life as much as I possibly can. I will use his experience to help others. Um, and I will be grateful that all those years ago for myself, I failed in that suicide attempt, that completely selfish act in my for myself with no courage involved that day, just a really sick, angry young man. Now, the very next day after that, I was incredibly pissed that I had failed. And I was for a while after that, tell you the truth. So thank God there's hospitals that put people like me in to help us through that. But uh, I'm so grateful because I uh, got to meet him. And I continued to get to meet people every day. If I want to put forth the emotional effort um, and be in this thing called life, which is not something to be survived. And <clears throat> I'm definitely in physical survival mode here recently. I've been living in kind of physical uh, survivor mode because cancer's, uh, uh, you know, I got one lung, got COVID, my lungs filling up with fluid, uh, taking fluid out of my lung. It's not a fun way to do it, I'm telling you that. Like, I don't think there's a fun way to take fluid out of your lung, by the way. Um, or at least if there is, science hasn't found it out yet. Jesus. Uh, you know, some uh, fevers have been happening more. Um, joints are killing me, literally. No pun intended. Ah, that was a pun. Little cancer pun, everyone. Enjoy. Um, uh, and I am not sleeping. And it's not insomnia. I wish it was insomnia, but it's not insomnia. Uh, and I'm also having a, what I've termed a medical condition, which nobody enjoys me making this, a uh, baboon butt. Because of my, if you've ever seen a red-butted baboon, well, that is the condition that I also have because of cancer. I've been spending a lot of time in the bathroom, let's just put it that way. And uh, so I have... Um, moved more towards just physically surviving right now because, you know, it's the best I can do. It's okay. In my head, though, in my emotional well-being, in my spirit, I don't want to survive another second. I want to live. And uh, I'm going to cry for my friend. I'm going to cry for his children. I'm going to cry for his family. Uh, I'm going to pray for him and his children and his family. Um, and then I'm going to take his experience and I'm going to try to help as many people as I possibly can. Which is, I think, what he would want us to do if he was here today. So, episode 11, So You're Gonna Die, 
is, uh, well, I mean, come on, let's just be honest. There's probably not a lot of a lot of happy topics that I can come up with, considering the name of the podcast. Uh, I need some sleep. I need my fever to go away too. Fuck. Um. You know, so this one, episode 11, I'm sure is, uh, again, just a big old hug. But if you are listening to it and, if, and you're still listening to me ramble on, uh, think about just for today, just for the moment that you're hearing this as a favor to me. And nobody that's listening to this owes me a favor, but it's a favor to me. Take this moment to take a deep breath. And regardless of how you think your place in this world is, you're beautiful. And somebody needs you in it. And uh, get out of no man's land. Get back in the trenches with us and we'll, we'll get through all these things together and see what life has in store down the road. That's the hardest part right there for myself about battling terminal cancer. It's not the my impending death. Because, trust me, it's taking forever. Apparently, I have the glacial form of bone cancer. My God. But um, it's actually because of I am so far removed from that angry young man who tried to take his life. And thought that the world would be a better place without me in it. That the thing that I have to constantly turn over to God in my life to help me with is what I'm going to miss out on now. Because I no longer survive. I live. And the conditions of my life shouldn't be the determining factor of that spiritually living and all that. Physically, yeah, I'm kind of. There's not a whole lot. Of, I don't have any power over that, but um, in my quality of life, I should say. But uh, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, I do. Uh, the joy of living can happen under any condition if I choose to have it be that way. And I do choose to have it be that way. And uh, so let's hope I sleep soon who knows when episode 12 will be but this was episode 11 so you're gonna die thanks for listening to it